You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey, gals, welcome. So last week, I told you guys that this is kind of a big week for me. I'm We're starting a series, and it's kind of hilarious because, I don't know, if you guys listened to the podcast uh, even a year ago, I might have talked about this a year ago, I've sort of kind of had this dream wouldn't it be amazing if I could plan out a series of several podcasts that, you know, just kind of all went together and it just would just be so great, you know, in my brain, right? This idea of a series, it kind of checks a lot of boxes for me. You know, I'm type A, I'm a planner. I quite literally want to check all the boxes. But as I have purposed as best that I possibly can, to man, keep what the Lord's plan is for this podcast or anything else. I just want to do what he wants and just not my own thing. And um, I really do truly pray through each episode and idea. And I would rather scrap an episode that I spend a bunch of time on or, or, you know, something that I think is such a great idea. I would rather scrap that then throw something out there just to make sure an episode published on my schedule. No, I just, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to go that route. So because of that, all my visions of sort of a series of episodes have not really come together. And I actually think that is perfectly great. You know, Proverbs 16, 9 tells us that the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And we've done a couple. We've done some mini series on studying the Bible and a couple in Proverbs. But by and large, our schedule has been determined a bit more spontaneously. But here we are today. I tell you, I have had a big stirring as of late to sort of jump into the deep end a bit and tackle some issues that I think hinder us from fully walking in what the Lord, our God and creator made us to be as women. You gals are, you know, you're used to me calling a spade a spade. And uh, just hopefully you guys hear that, that I really want to just call it as the word has it. I don't want to add too much commentary to that. I really want to encourage us to not shy away from all that God's word has for us, all of it, not just the promises that we want to claim or the verses that just are real easy to swallow, but all of it. The promises, those good verses are beautiful and they're important, but we desire to be women who are fully devoted to God's word. I was listening to a sermon recently where the pastor gave the metaphor of being soaked in God's word. That was the word he used, just fully soaked, just drenched. I kind of liked that picture a little bit. You know, we we don't want to be sprinkled. We don't want to run through the sprinklers and oh, maybe it splashes us a little bit and we get a little bit wet. We get a little verse here. We get a little verse there. But, you know, we want to be like dripping wet. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm praying that we will just be soaked in God's word, that you'll have to wring us out. We're so wet. We've just been in it so much. So, that's my desire. We're going to call this the Beautiful Design Series. And I'll explain a little bit why. I mean, that will be obvious why we picked this, I suppose. But, you know, as I sit behind this microphone, I have a passion to see women who are really fully devoted to all of God's word, just like I just said. And I don't want to give you guys feel good fluff. Who's got time for that? No, this is not the day for fluff. I am praying that what you hear from here is things from God's word that give you solid footing in his word. I don't want to give you some feel-good mantra or something that an author said that, you know, is so inspiring, unless it definitely points right back to God's word. 
Some of the things that we're going to cover on the Beautiful Design series, I've touched on in other podcasts a bit, I or maybe sometimes there's been a few of these that have come up in devoted live teachings. But in many cases, I'm going to cover them again. And I went back and forth on that, but I truly felt like the Lord was saying, nope, this is where we're going. I'm making an effort to keep each one as focused on a particular issue as I can as it relates to who we are as women at home, in church, in our world, all of it. And uh, we're going to tackle some big stuff. We're going we're gonna to look at equality. We're going to look at gender roles, femininity. We're going to look at submission, what we learn from creation and what we can learn from Eve. I want to have us look at the difference between biblical and cultural relevance a little bit. So there's going to be a lot of things. We're kind of going to swing for the fences here, but we're going to go there. And if, if you're nervous, hang on, hang on, hear my why. And that's why I wanted to do this first episode, sort of just an introduction before we really jump in, because I think you need to hear my heart on why we're doing this, because it's truly not my goal to just see how many people I can offend and, you know, unsubscribe and just, just, you know, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm really not trying to be offensive. However, there will be times that the word of God perhaps offends us. But here's a big disclaimer here that you need to hear and understand from the get-go when it comes to me, Amy, okay? I will make mistakes. I am not the authority on any of this. So if you're tuning in to this because you think Amy knows stuff, you're going to be real disappointed. I am not any kind of authority on this. The word of God is the authority. And I'm so, so thankful for that. And that's why I said earlier, you know, man, I'm not trying to offend about anything, but I do want to continue to point us to the word of God. And so here's the questions that we need to kind of ask us with this, because if something in this podcast offends you, ask yourself two questions. One, why am I offended? And two, who are you offended by? You know, for that second question, who is offending you? If you are offended by something I do not say tactfully, I get it. I'm told I usually err on the more frank side than the tactful side. That's that's usually what is reported of me. So I get it. If I say something that is not as tactfully or perhaps not as polished as maybe we would like to hear it, I get it if it's me. But if you are offended by the words of God for you as a woman, then you will need to do a couple things. First, you're going to need to go to scripture yourself. For sure, for sure, for sure. Do not take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Don't take another podcast word for it or another sermon or don't take any man's word for these things. You need to go to the scriptures yourself. And in so doing, going to the scriptures, you need to also pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. This is sort of one that I think sometimes that sounds like a little Christianese saying, oh yeah, pray, the, you know, the Lord will show you. Guys, it's not Christianese. It's really not. We really need to ask the Lord for understanding of his word. And he 100% will give that. Jesus told us in John 14, 26, it says, he, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Jesus said that. So we know that that is one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, that he's going to teach you all things, but it's not me. So go to the source, go to the scriptures yourself, pray and ask the Lord to have his mind and understanding of his word. But then if you remain offended by some of these topics, and remember, you can choose to be offended or not. So choose wisely there. If you, if I can just give you a little encouragement of that. We have a tendency as a culture to just get all kinds of offended about all kinds of things. And we really don't need to be offended. But 
we often get that way. So choose wisely whether or not you should be offended or not. But then the next question is, why are you offended? And peel that back a little bit. Don't just settle for your flesh responding with, well, I don't like that, or that's not how I was taught, or nobody really thinks that way anymore. Like that's just, that's so old and no, we know better now. Don't settle for those answers. Like if you get offended and those are the things that you kind of are rolling through your brain of like, that's just ridiculous. Nobody thinks like that. Just pause on that because here's what I want to encourage you to do. And this might sound a little bit weird, (laughs) but write or talk your offenses, if you will, of whatever it is that's ruffled your feathers. Write or talk them out with this stuff. I find that when we actually write down or talk out, and I don't even care, talk to yourself if you want, talk to yourself in your car, whatever. But or I find it's really helpful to even write it down. What is it that bothers you about some of the topics that we'll read? And it's specifically what the scriptures are saying about it. And if you find that as you're writing those things down, there's some thoughts and some words kind of are getting put down on paper, like, I deserve to be treated dot, dot, dot. Or my giftings are not being acknowledged. Or my husband's a jerk and why would I submit to him? Like, honestly, write these your offenses, your complaints down. I think an honest look at what those things are that really get to us about some of these passages that people just don't want to talk about, they kind of reveal some things underneath, right? And just those few examples I gave you, I don't deserve to be treated a certain way, or, you know, I need to have my gifts acknowledged, those kinds of things. You kind of peel that back and what you're going to see is there's actually some pride there and there's some selfishness there. So be honest in that evaluation of the things that are offending you. So maybe you're thinking, well, doesn't this sound like fun? Wow, aim. No, thanks. (laughs) And we're moving on. Well, hang on. Don't pause. You know, don't ditch this podcast quite yet. Here's my heart on this. I actually think this is real fun. Really. For some of you might seal the deal and go, okay, Amy, you are absolutely the most unfun person I know then because there's nothing fun about this. But tune in. Hang on. I really, really think this is fun. So start with this idea. He is a good, good God. Okay. The words that we're going to read out of the scriptures about who we are designed to be are coming from a God who is good. Good. He's not mean. He's not capricious. He's perfect, absolutely perfect in all his ways. I want to read you a couple verses just to remind you of some of of this truth. Psalm 145, 9, the Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. Psalm 34, 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Or how about in the New Testament, Romans 8, 28, and we know for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. That's a good God that has mercy over all he has made, that we have refuge in him. He doesn't withhold good things from us. And he works all things together for our good, starting from a place of knowing that a good, good God has designed a perfect plan for us, I think is a real comfort. And I think it's a really important place to start. His compassion towards us, I don't think we can even comprehend with our finite minds. I don't think we can. 
So remind yourself in those truths of who he is and the goodness of who our God is as we step in to some things that are going to talk about the specific things that he has for us as women specifically. So the other thing as we kind of peel into my heart behind this is why? Where did this come from? Why do is this so important for us to understand? When I think about that question, I, part of me sits here and is like, well, man, how much time do we have? <laughs> on how important this is. And some of it is it's just from when you just look around our world right now, look around culture right now, how much in our world, how much in your community, in your school, in your workplace, wherever you are right now, how much is going well right now? How's it going? We look at schools right now and there is a unbelievable, wicked, evil agenda of critical theory obscene sex curriculum that I mean that is being pushed to kids as young as like second third fourth grade guys it's unbelievable you look at our communities school or even at large and and just the the gender confusion that we have now and sexual identity it's like it's on trend in some school populations that you're almost a minority if you identify as just straight I mean let that sink in a little bit we have come to a place where the to believe in the way God designed gender, to believe that, in some places, sometimes that's a minority. The suicide rates among kids, shocking. Like, I mean, that, that just continues to grow. And COVID just did a, had a doozy on not just kids, but adults too. Or mental illness, if you look at those numbers, it's at an all-time high. I was reading a couple of weeks ago that the Surgeon General, he recently issued a state of emergency of mental illness just among young people. Marriages are hurting. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's a long, long list. So when you look around our world, you don't sit here and go, wow, everything just seems to be going swimmingly. Now, you might be thinking, okay, hold up. That's a whole list. That's a lot of stuff there. But that's not because women don't know what the Bible says and, you know, not because we don't know who we are and all of that kind of stuff. You're like, no, 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 I don't think that. And here, I'll give you part of it. Because yes, you would be right in that one, we don't bear full responsibility. And two, I would also say it's not on us to fix it. I think those don't hear one without the other on that. Because at the root of every one of those issues that that I just listed off that really should sadden and grieve our hearts, and all those things that we face today, the problem underneath all of it is sin. It's sin. And we are a broken and fallen world. That's the bad news. The solution to every single one of those things is the gospel. It's not you, it's not me, it's not men over women, it's, it's none of those things. The solution is absolutely 100% the gospel. We are, we are not the fix. The gospel is the fix. Jesus and his redemptive plan to forgive all of the sins that have just destroyed us and messed us up, that is the solution for all of those things. And it truly, truly is that simple. We're sinners, we hurt each other, we hurt ourselves, we are prideful, we're selfish, we're angry, we're hateful at times we're lazy, we're deceitful. Yeah, we're all of those things. We're, we're actually that bad. And I'm not saying all of that to depress you. I'm telling you that, like, let's have a realistic view of who we are and the world that we live in that is fallen and broken so that we can set that against how deeply we need a savior. And we need the gospel. We need the good news to be the redemption of all of those things that have gone so wrong. That is the amazing news of our good and compassionate God, is that all of our sins are, are white as snow. 
thanks to what Jesus did and his dying on the cross and rising in victory over death. So the story ends well, but we have to recognize that the fallenness of where we are at and particularly where our world is right now. So the gospel is always the answer. But as you think about that list, in what ways, if we as women, washed by the blood of Jesus, you know, and understood who we are, who Jesus is, and how much if we walked in the perfect design that God has for us, how much more so would we be able to then bear that good news to our families, to our kids, our churches, our communities at large? And maybe to you, maybe that sounds like hyperbole. Maybe you're thinking that's going a little far. But really, it's what it is to be women devoted to God's word. It causes us to better know who God is, who he designed us to be, so that we can then carry out the mission he's given us, which is ultimately, ultimately, to glorify him. But there's going to be all kinds of little daily choices and decisions and ways in which we view the world we live in and the ways that we work out our role in the world that we make those choices to either glorify him or glorify us. And sometimes I think our ignorance and sometimes just blatant defiance of God's word on some of these issues, it does not honor him and it does not give him glory. Ignorance or blatant defiance. Those are not places we want to be when it comes to talking about God's word and who we are. So buckle up. I told you that I think these tough passages and topics are fun. And it really, it is true. And I don't think that we should shy away from these passages that challenge us or ask us to change, really. I mean, why? If God's word is our authority, which it is, and we will tackle that one right out of the gate next week. That's going to be our first topic that we hit. But if God's word is our authority, why do we struggle against it sometimes? I mean, that's a question right there worth asking yourself. If it's written in the word of God, how in the world do we struggle to go to think that we know better? So as we go through these, if or perhaps more likely when some of the things that we'll talk about make you uncomfortable, I want you to remember this moment here in the introduction and just take a sec and evaluate why you are uncomfortable or why you don't like it. And again, if it's me saying something less than perfectly, there's just no shock there. No shock there, guys. But if it's what the Bible itself is saying, I want you to pause right there. Make yourself get that thought out of your head on why you don't like what the Bible says about submission or women's roles. Why? And then we're going to keep going, we're going to keep digging, then evaluate that why. Because as you peel back that why on why what's getting you about why you don't like what the Bible says, if there's any selfishness, entitlement, or pride in your answer, then I have to point out that there's also another thing in your answer, and that would be sin, right? That's just sin. And we all struggle with that. But thankfully, we aren't left in that. And again, the amazing news is that this isn't a shock. We are sinners. I'm a sinner. You are a sinner. And we desperately need a savior. But we are saved by the sacrifice of Jesus. We are not left to be condemned in our sins, like Romans 8 talks about. And that's really good news. I also think these passages are fun. And I know you guys are still going, Amy, I think you're using the wrong words for these. But I really think it is. I think these are fun because I actually think there is huge freedom here. And that might sound crazy to you, too. You might be thinking, what? How is submission or a distinction or even a limiting role 
on, you know, certain capacities or certain, certain roles that we can walk out in. How is that freeing? And are you ready for this? Are you ready? It, it's because it's how you were made. It's how you were made. And there's freedom in doing things the way you were designed to function. I kind of think of this like your favorite pair of jeans. Favorite pair, okay? Imagine if you put them on backwards, okay? Are you actually thinking about that there? Putting your jeans on backwards, okay? What are we doing here? Well, they've accomplished their purpose, right? Like you're clothed. You technically have pants on. You technically can go out in public. But it's not fitting right, is it? No, like the knees are hitting in the wrong place. You know, it's a little on the awkward side trying to reach behind you to do the zipper. It's not working. Now, like I said, it's accomplishing its purpose, but it's never going to fit. It's never going to feel quite right. It's always just going to be off. It's going to feel wrong. They will never work quite like they were designed if you wear them wrong. I think that walking and living, marching for the things, all of that, that's outside how God designed us as women will feel just like wearing your jeans backwards. You might accomplish things. And you might, you know, be able to check the boxes and have big goals or whatever the things you might accomplish things. But there's always going to be this dissonance there because it's not how the manufacturer made you. You're not doing it in the way you're not wearing the jeans the way they were supposed to go. Before we jump into this, I have a big ask from you. And I, and this is important because I... You've already heard throughout just this introduction, hints of places we're going to go and you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to love this. So here's what I would ask of you. Would you pray? Would you ask the Holy Spirit to give you the mind of Christ on his word, on who we are and how we are to faithfully walk according to his design? And, you know, if some feathers get ruffled in the next few weeks, would you just pray about that too? Asking the Lord to have his way and not us. That's what it kind of comes down to. Who are we going to put on a higher plane here? Us or God? I am so thankful for this audience. You know, hearing how the Lord speaks to you gals through his word is so encouraging to me because I think we'd all like to have a little company in this pursuit. It's helpful to know we're walking through some of these things together. And uh, people who actually believe God's word are shockingly in the minority these days. And I don't say that to discourage you, but maybe to help us to identify where we're at. The statistics on people that believe in a biblical worldview, even Christians, I'm not even talking about, you know, population at large, but even Christians, the research that has been done about who actually has a biblical worldview, meaning, you know, really believes and lets the Bible measure how they live their life and make decisions and that kind of stuff. It's really shocking. There are several different studies. There was a Pew one, but there was also a Barna one and then one that was done by American Culture and Faith Institute. And interesting with the combination of these two, it's like between 6% and 10%. Like, that's kind of what it boils down to. I'm not getting you guys down into all of the little details and percentages. But that number was a little shocking to me to realize that we are a small minority that believe this. 
And when I say this, I'm not necessarily meaning all of the things that we're going to talk about, but meaning to take scripture as a biblical worldview and to take scripture and let that measure us. That's low. For us to say you're going to be a woman that actually reads the Bible and takes what it says and applies it to your life and just you just believe it. Yeah, those folks, we're in a minority big time. And again, I don't want that to discourage you, but I do think it's important to see where we're at because I think it helps us to see why this is important. It's important for us to know, but it's also important for as we teach the younger. It's absolutely important. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. That verse right there, those two verses in 2 Timothy, that's pretty much where we're at right now, culturally, right? You know, really, honestly, even churches, a lot of them are in that boat. And we can have so many teachers, honestly, as as it says right there, that can suit our own passions. They're everywhere. Man, there is no shortage of information out there. And if you're looking for a particular teaching, if you will, that will kind of fit what feels right to you and like, oh, this just seems more right. This seems more culturally relevant, all of those things. You'll find it. You will have no trouble finding it. But I think Paul's words to Timothy are, wow, shockingly really cuts to the issue for where we are right now. For He says, for the time is coming where we won't endure sound teaching. We're not, we're just not going to have it. Instead, we're going to want to go where we want to hear things, where, where it sounds good. And it even says itching ears, meaning like it's just, it feels good. It feels good. Man, I think if we gals, if we had a dollar for every time we heard somebody say, it just feels right, or I just feel, you know, man, if you're listening to any teaching that they say that word a whole bunch, you should have a whole bunch of red flags going off. Feelings are, they're a gift and they're something that the Lord gave us. They are part of our design, but they are not your leader. They are not your leader. But I like 2 Timothy, the next verse. I read you verses three and four, but the next verse, verse five, it kind of gives us our marching orders. And he says, Timothy, he says, as for you, always be sober-minded, enduring suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. That's what he tells him to do. And there's so many things I love about that. The first part, be sober-minded. Don't don't freak out. Don't freak out. Like, I, I know, I gave you a pretty dire list of all the things going on in our culture. It's gross. It's not great. But keep your head. It's all good. Be sober-minded. He encourages them to endure. Endure, and he specifically says suffering. I don't really think that any of us have are in a place where we've had to endure suffering much in America. I think there's places around the world that they're seeing more of that. But there's kind of stick it out. And what it isn't, it shouldn't be too much to ask for us to have to endure. Maybe people not liking what we have to say when we say, well, the Bible says this. That's not suffering. That's okay. But be sober minded. He does encourage Timothy to endure serving. He says, do the work of evangelists, meaning tell people about, tell people about the gospel. These days where we just have pretty much a prescriptive list of exactly where we're at is not a time to be not telling people that they're not condemned in their sin. It's not a time to tell people that there isn't sin. There is absolutely sin in our world. We're in a place where we actually celebrate sin and we don't call sin, sin. 
that's not the day that we don't live in that day. We don't want to do that. Do the work of an evangelist. Tell people the good news. And then the last thing he says is fulfill your ministry. We all have ministry. We all have work that the Lord has uniquely called us to do. And I think it looks different for just about each one of us. But be sober-minded. Be watchful. The NIV in that verse, it says, keep your head. Keep your head. Be watchful. Know where we're at right now. So that's where we're headed. I'm camping out on this because I just feel like the Lord really wants us to take a look at his word and what he says about us. And it's a good plan. It's freeing. It's beautiful. It has to be. It's it's consistent with who he is. He's the one that came up with it. And that's the thing that just brings a smile to my face, ladies. It really does. And so I just want to spend some time in the next few weeks really looking at these passages of what God's word says about us specifically as women. And you don't have to shy away from it. You don't have to be nervous because you are resting with a good, good God who has good plans, a good design that he has has out for us. And just at, he just asks us to walk in it. That's all we all we can do. And it, it shouldn't be a struggle. It shouldn't be a fight. I'm praying that this series serves to equip all of us on how we can do what Paul was telling Timothy to fulfill the ministry that we're uniquely called to have as women specifically. So be praying, hang on, choose about the things you want to be offended by, and just be praying. Grab your Bible and join me in this as we dig into this in the next few weeks in the Beautiful Design series. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.